Welcome to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance with Monique Malcolm, a podcast about brilliant people leveraging their passions to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the course of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast, or come hang out with me on Instagram at starchasersonly. Are you ready? Let's do this. Today we have uh, another special guest. I mean, all my guests that come on the show are special, but um, this is a personal friend. We both live in Orlando. Actually, I don't currently live there, but we met in Orlando and we like a lot of the same things, t-shirts, Disney. So I'm excited to have him on the show because he's super smart. His brand, I think, is super cool. It's really niche. And um, everybody get excited because we have Anthony uh, from Deli Fresh Threads on the show today. So, hey, Anthony. What's going on, everybody? Um, thank you so much for having me on. It's, this is awesome. Congratulations on the new podcast. It's uh, very cool to be able to, to, be, to be part of it. And, uh, and yeah, my name's uh, Biggie or Anthony. Everyone knows me as Biggie. And, uh, and I own a clothing brand called Deli Fresh Threads. Uh, I started it out of uh, basically my love for sandwiches I didn't want to open a, I didn't want to open a restaurant, so I decided to sandwich two of my loves, sandwiches and T-shirts, um, to to create my 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 brand, to kind of show homage and and love to the king of meals, the sandwich. I really adore what you do with Deli Fresh Threads because it's so clever. It's really really stellar branding from the site to the way that you package things. So I'm really, really excited to kind of get your insight on branding and how you actually run your brand because you you run your brand a lot differently than um, I did. So a lot of people, I think people don't currently realize, but I got started online with a t-shirt line. It's called Anti-Sparkle Apparel. And I don't do that so much anymore. But a lot of what I did, like I learned how to do graphic design and I learned how to screen print and do all of these things out of necessity because I wanted to launch this t-shirt line. But I I love that you've actually taken like the opposite of that. So you you work with graphic designers and you work with screen printing companies. And so I would love for you to share some of that because I think that it's important for people to realize that you can start these t-shirt lines and different things and you don't have to do all of the things if you don't want to. Correct. And, and by all means, I mean, one of the, I did this because I have a full-time job. So this is my, this Deli Fresh Shreds is my side hustle. It's my passion project. Um, it's something that I, when I thought of it like four years ago, it was uh, one of those things that I told my wife, Hey, listen, I, I'm, I, I love our, I love our life. I love, you know, I enjoy my job. I enjoy, you know, my family life, but I'm missing something. Uh, there's a void missing. I, I'm a very cre- I, I tend to think I'm a creative person. Um, I studied marketing at UCF. And so like, I love the idea of the branding and the marketing. And so I miss that because my day to day job is very corporate, very process driven, very, you know, kind of build the widget. So for me, I needed to figure out a way of trying to get that out of me. Um, and I owned a small clothing brand when I was at UCF that did uh, UCF clothing. And I, I just had a passion for it. I enjoyed it. when I, Every time I would come home, I, w- I had no problem packing orders for a few hours just because I enjoyed it. And I absolutely, absolutely got a rush and a, basically a total rush and a high when I saw people walking to games and wearing my stuff. Even to this day, they're still wearing it. And it's probably at least 15 years to 20 years after I've done, I did Deli Fresh, uh, I did uh, Nightmare Apparel. 
So that's one of the things that come, when I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do, you know, and, and just like you said, I'm not a graphic artist. So I knew that I couldn't, I, I would need to depend on people and rely on people to be able to, to do it. Um, but I also knew I had a vision and I had an idea of what I wanted. Um, so I did a lot of research. I mean, I came up with the idea and I just didn't start the brand. I pretty much almost took a year just to come up with everything. I did all my research I could. I would go on Facebook asking silly questions to my friends like, hey, what did your mom and your dad pack you for lunch as a kid? Um, just to get little ideas. I would go to delis uh, and sandwich places and see how they would package things. Um, I would think of what I um, – I read a book from Gary Vaynerchuk called Crush It, which talked about you being a subject matter expert. And I told myself I want to be that subject matter expert. So I started thinking of like if I started this, what would be – 50 blog posts that I would write about sandwiches. I, I basically wanted to have people think of me and think this guy is sandwiches. And it's something that I think I've, I'm and after four years of doing over four years doing this. I think it's, I'm starting to get to that point where people, that's what people recognize me as, uh, or at least when they think sandwiches, a lot of times they think of me or my brand. Um, so it's something definitely very, very fun. Um, but you know, you had definitely a, a great advantage Monique. And that was the fact that you actually did your own graphic designs and you do your own printing, um, which obviously saves quite a bit of money. Um, and that's kind of the difficulty of, of running when you're running a brand is, you know, figuring out how you want to do this. Um, a lot of people tend to have all these ideas and they tend to go all out, put all their chips in the table and maybe create like two shirts, have a ridiculously awesome website, and then they have no more budget because no one's buying their stuff. Um, and, and that's something that's very, very difficult. So I, I really, really made it a point to, you know, kind of think about it. I mean, and sometimes I, I try you know, I kind of tend to be more conservative than I want to, um, just because of the fact that I don't want to be that person. I mean, that's kind of how I've been able to survive, um, these four years and, and be able to grow. And that's because I know that this is not, you don't create clothing brands to become rich. Oh, I mean, you, you definitely just, don't. <laughs> you just do not. I mean, I know people look at Johnny Cupcakes, they look at the hundreds, um, Benny Gold. I mean, you look at all these different brands and everyone thinks, man, I want to do that. I want to be that guy. But those guys have been doing it for a long, long time, you know, and a lot of them either are graphic designers themselves. So they have like, they've created a following, um, and others basically, you know, just kind of, you know, through time is, you know, something is spurred where it's made, they were super creative, totally niche, you know, all these things told, you know, all those things have played factors in it. And so for me, I know that that's not, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a process. So I really made it a point to, you know, figure out and, you know, all the ideas of the concepts of branding. And then at the same time, figure out artists that I wanted to work with, create a relationship with them. So that way it was easier. So they understood what my brand was. You know, and then I, of course, had the vision of like, this is what I do. Like I would doodle what I would want and I would tell them, this is what I see. This is what I want to see. You know, I want you to put your spin in it, but I want, you know, this is the, this is what I envision, you know? And so I would work with these artists because I kind of look at it as, you know, um, a lot of small clothing brands don't tell people who their artists are. They don't want to share who that is. And for me, I kind of thought, you know what? I'm like, I'm not the artist. I'm the visionary of it, but I'm not the artist. So therefore... I make it a point whenever I post on my site about these brands to tell people, hey, this is my artist. This is who did this design. And, I, and I'm proud of that. And I want them to get recognized and I want them to be able to get, you know, people to, you know, go back. And that way, of course, they have no issue when I go back to them saying, hey, 
do you, can, do you want to do another design? They're excited about it because they realize that I'm going to acknowledge them as well. And I, I think that's a great point because that's kind of like a, I, it's like a, I don't want to say it's like a dirty little secret, but that's, that's very prevalent in the creative industry. Like people don't want to share their sources. So if they figure out like a really great printer or like somebody did something really good for them, they don't want to share. Like they don't want other people to know that, you know, they got their printing done here or this person designed. I think they almost feel like it's going to be stolen, but I think it's such a a foolish um, mindset to have because I mean, why not sp- spread the love? Because these the artists need to be paid. They need other people to have exposure to their work. And nobody's, I mean, an artist, just because he designed something for you, he's not going to come to me and design the exact same T-shirt for me. So I don't really see, you know, it being an issue. So I, I love that you do that. Yeah. And that's one of the big things, obviously, that I was drawn to you about was the fact that you know, being in that, in that competitive and, you know, the, in, a lot of people tend to be, want to be competitive, make it bigger than who they are. And one of the things that was so refreshing when I met you was the fact that you were, you were just like me, you're like, you were an open book. Like, you know, if you, if I had questions, you were always there to a- answer them or, Hey, what about this? And like, and we kind of help each other like a community supposed to, um, you know, and that's kind of one of the big things is like, I love finding other brands that are similar to me in the sense that I'm not asking for the answers all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to do the research, but if I come to you and say, Hey, listen, I've been looking at these, you know, looking at these printers and I found these, or, Hey, I'm looking for hem tags. You know, I've been using these people. Do you guys have a better place or a cheaper place? Cause obviously it's all about, you know, what you add and what you're going to be adding to your brand and what you can do economically to kind of add those little extra elements. Um, you know, that sometimes are very inexpensive, like in my packaging, my packaging is very inexpensive. The only difference is that I put a lot of effort into it. A lot of people may put, you know, and no offense to them, but in their brand, they just put the shirt in a, you know, in a sleeve and mail it out and that's it. In my case, I take it to the next level. And, I, and obviously I've been inspired by Johnny Cupcakes and I've been inspired by my idea of marketing and branding is that I want people to experience that you're actually getting a sandwich from me. You know, so you're getting a sandwich from me and Biggie Bread. You know, my mascot, we pack it. It's going to be wrapped like the sandwich that it's supposed to be, you know, supposed to be like. It's going to have a, it's going to have, you know, a napkin inside. It's going to have a sandwich, a little snack bag with like a card and a sticker and a button. And it's going to have a note. I mean, it's going to be personalized. And that's something that obviously I can provide that sometimes bigger brands can't because they become so big. They don't have that personal touch. But since I'm a small brand, I want, I always want to be able to give that personal touch to my customer because they're to me, they're part of my family. They're become they're becoming part of my sandwich eating, you know, community. Um, and that's kind of what the big things that I'm trying to, you know, push and try to show people that like those little details, people notice it and they care about those things. And and it's really up to you. And it can be very inexpensive. I mean, all I really use is a stamper, you know, a, a rubber ink stamp, and I stamp a lot of different things. And I try to get creative on how I can package it to make it look like I'm not just throwing it in a bag and throwing it and mailing it out to you, that I'm actually taking the time for you because they, I appreciate their sale regardless of what they, what they buy. You just touched on a really important point, which is uh, the importance of being small. Like everybody wants to, we all start on the ground floor. Even Coca-Cola started on the ground floor, but everybody wants to skip like the small stage and the beginner stage and jump right to success being a big brand. But there's so much beauty and just there, you just have 
an endless amount of resources, I feel. And they don't necessarily have to be cash resources, but when you're small, because it makes you resourceful. It makes you kind of think like, how can I push this further? What can I do? And I think that you really nail it with the way that you brand your line. Because, I mean, your website is great. It's so well branded. It makes you feel like you're in a sandwich shop. And then just to see how you take these sandwiches and kind of make them. I mean, sometimes you have puns. Sometimes you have quotes. But you you make it feel like it's a whole entire experience. And I think that's really smart and it's really important when you have an independent clothing line because you don't have the big budget of some of these other um, companies and you don't have the volume to really make this, you know, be super cheap. But instead, you you show value by adding touches and making people feel like they're having an experience at the Deli Fresh Thread store. Yeah, exactly. And and that's kind of the big thing. I mean, I I have... I trust me, I take it as a big, humongous compliment when people find out that this is my side hustle. This is not my full time thing. It makes me feel like I'm doing I'm doing something right. If they think that I'm living on this and I'm paying my bills and I'm surviving on this. I mean, it makes me very proud to hear when I've had people ask me like, hey, dude, can I work for you? And I'm like, dude, there's only person working is me, myself and my mascot, Biggie Bread, who's, you know, imaginary. I'm like, I'm like, I got a buddy who helps me do pop-up shops and I got my wife who edits my blogs. I was like, that's basically, that's it. Like, that's my team. I'm like, and then obviously all the artists I work with, but you know, so I take it, I definitely have no problem. I wear that badge of small business. I I have no problem telling people, Hey, it's just me. I'm a one man deli shop. Um, I just have a lot of friends that help me along the way with it. And you know, that's fair. Do you feel like at some point you want to transition to doing this full time or are you you know, is this going to be your side hustle and your passion project and that just be it? Because I, I think that's perfectly fine, too. Yeah. And, that, and I mean, that's really what it comes down to is figuring out what is the best avenue. I mean, obviously, for me, it's it'll be it's one of those where like, yes, dream goal would be obviously I get so big where, you know, all this thing leads to so many other opportunities that I get big enough where I can quit my, my full time job. However, my full time job pays for my mortgage, pays for my house, pays for everything. And so because of that. It would, I don't, my, my biggest fear and I guess the biggest thing that I always kind of, I guess, battle with in my mind is, you know, right now it's a passion project. It's one of those where obviously I don't rely on it to survive. So it then at what point does that passion project, if I start doing it where I have to survive on it, does it become where it almost like it kind of almost, you know, becomes work, you know, and it shouldn't become work. You know what I mean? Like it should be something that you just love to do. And it's, and hopefully I get to that point where I'm making so much or I'm, I'm growing so much that I can say, you know what, I have the ability now because I have all these opportunities that have come because of what I've created. But right now it's like, right now it's a side hustle and, and I'm okay with that. I'm proud of that. I've done it for four years that way. Um, you know, and every single year I make it a point, I give myself new goals, um, new things that I want to reach and kind of grow and help grow the brand. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, you know, we talked about it. I would love to be like, Hey, I'm huge. I got, I'm opening my own store that that's, that, that may not happen. And I'm okay with that. But if I get to that point, I mean, my vision obviously is I want to be able to get to a point where I possibly could consider that because I've grown such a following with it. But right now I'm, I'm just basically making it a point that every day I work towards my brand to make it bigger and better. And every year I find, I find a goal of like what I want to do. And where I want to get to and basically try to achieve it just to kind of help keep it growing. 
And I think that's a fine point. And that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show. When I kind of was brainstorming guests and ideas, um, I wanted Deli Fresh Fez on the show or you on the show. Because one, I think, you know, the show is about people expressing like their passions and their quirks and offbeat things. And yeah. so, I mean, you have a whole t-shirt line based around sandwiches, which <laughs> I think is really neat. And yeah. it fit the bill. But then I went back and forth with myself, like, do I want people who are already doing these things full time? And then I just got to the point where I realized, like, I talk to so many people, whether they're in the beginning stage, like they have an idea to people who are running like multi-million dollar companies that I've just met. And so I really want to show a range of possibilities. Like, I, I don't like the idea, especially being online and working online in just the circles that I'm kind of involved in because of the work that I do. Like, there's all of this. I feel like we we perpetuate this idea like everybody's living the dream and everybody's businesses are successful and everybody's doing this full time. But I know a ton of people who have brands that like you would think are amazing and they can't hire staff because it's not big enough um, or they they have a part time job and it's kind of like hush hush. So I'm glad that you shared that because I really want people to see like there's so many different ways that you can pimp your brilliance. You can be you can have a passion project and just kind of want to do this because you think it's neat. You can want to do this full time and go all out like there's no right or wrong way. You get to decide like the way that you want to do this for yourself. I totally agree with that. And one of the things that I've kind of really made it a point to tell people, even like, you know, the one thing I would say that I'm most proud of um, starting this is actually doing it. Um, I get so tired of the, you know, the people talking and, and I was one of them, you know, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, if I could, maybe if I do this or I have this idea and I'm like, I tell people, I'm like, you know what, just do something. I'm like, actually work towards it and do something. I'm like, stop talking about it and actually get off your butt and actually do something about it. Because I have a guy that's like, oh, I have this great idea. I'm like, oh yeah, what have you done towards it? Have you done anything? Have you done any research? Have you done anything that you're looking for it? No, well, I'm like, guess what? Every day, make yourself a goal to do something and reach to that point. I mean, it it doesn't matter what it is that you wanna do. You just have to, I mean, that's the only way you achieve it and is to actually go and doing it. You know, and I think to me, that's like one of the things I, I will say I am most proud of is the fact that I came up with a crazy idea and I, God bless my wife for when I told her, I said, Hey honey, I got this idea. I want to do, I want to do sandwich shirts, you know, and I, because I don't want to do, I don't want to, I, I, even though I love sandwiches and I create sandwiches, you know, I didn't want to open a sandwich shop because the idea was I wanted something that would give me a balance to hang out with my, be with my family. But at the same time, you know, inventory wise, food waste, food spoils, t-shirts don't, you know, they just sit on a shelf. So I kind of thought this would be perfect, but you know, that was the big thing I told her. And she's like, well, I trust you. You know, I know it's a little odd, but I said, you know what? That's a good thing. I'm like, I'm niched, but I also know that there's so many different food network shows. There's a food network, there's a cooking channel, you know, and I, you know, and there's not really much love to the sandwich yet. Everyone eats it. You know, everyone eats it and everyone loves it. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to be that brand then. I, like I said, I, I think everything that you're doing so far is really great. I want to switch gears for because I have a couple of things that I want to ask you that I think um, you've done really well, and I want to kind of highlight that. So my first thing is, um, so we talked about you working with different designers to kind of help you design some of your um, 
or design your, your t-shirts. So I know a lot of people are afraid to kind of one hire out, but I think even more so they're afraid to work with somebody else because they feel like they may not see their vision or they just don't even know how to work with like a graphic designer. So could you offer some tips or like pieces of advice, things to watch out for that you've learned when working with um, the designers to get your, your t-shirts designed? Yeah. The one thing I can definitely tell you from working with designers is that you serious, you need to have a vision of what it is that you want. If you, you have to be able to verbalize it. I, I, if you, if you're a verbalizer or if you write, however you form your communicate the best, if it's a Skype call, I mean, a lot of times I end up doing Skype calls or phone calls with my artists, um, just so I can kind of make sure that because sometimes things get lost in translation and email. If you have doodles, I have artists that will now ask me, Hey, do you, do you have a doodle of what you're thinking? So I can at least show them because what happens is you don't want, you know, obviously time is money for, for an artist, artists, they, you know, it's very important for them to be able to get everything, you know, they want to, they want to do obviously a good job for you, but if you don't tell them, they're going to go with what their vision is. And if that's not your vision and you're not willing to go that route, then you better be ready to tell them, this is what I want to do. This is what I think. This is what, you know, this is what I'm feeling. And, and a lot of times what I do is I make sure that I talk to artists and I see, I, I find an artist that matches what I'm thinking of. So I can then go back to them and say, Hey, listen, I like this design and this design, the style of these designs. This is kind of what I'm looking for because you know, a lot of people will be like, Oh yeah, I know how to do that. But if you're not, I'm very visual. So I needed to know what those things are. So I definitely would say the big tips are, you know, a, be make you know make sure you have a conversation with them of what the d- design's going to be make sure you can re- just actually verbalize it and or maybe even visually show them what you're thinking even if it's somewhat rudimentary of a design if you have other designs that you other shirts and stuff some just give them something visually for them to see um, the other big one is obviously talk with them about cost and what your artist will do because some artists only say I only do two revisions or some artists will say you know I want to make sure you're doing the right job I mean I I really made a, made it a point to follow a lot of these artists on Instagram and dri- you know on Dribble or Twitter, Facebook, just because I really admire what they do, and because of that, that really helps a lot because you're build. They realize that you're just you know not just going to them that you've actually understand and appreciate what they're doing. What about as far as like some of the other things that you have like when you're working with? Um, screen printers, do you have any tips for how to kind of get the best deal if somebody wanted to launch a, a t-shirt line? Yeah. So I recommend, I really, I really made it a point because I knew t-shirts cause I did t-shirts, but if you are not in the t-shirt game, but you want to create a t-shirt brand, I'd strongly recommend find, you know, if you can find a local printer, that's awesome. I mean, I think that's very important because obviously you save money on the shipping part of it. But then I also think the other big thing is go to them and have some questions on what it is. Like, what's your minimum? You know, what kind of ink do you use? Um, you know, what's your turnaround time? You know, things like that. How do you need, how do you, how am I supposed to get you my art? Like where, where, you know, where is it going to be at? Then when you, once you have those things and you start going, then I tell people start actually when you visit them, have a conversation with them, build a relationship with them. You may not like, you may build a great, have a really great relationship with them and you know, you kind of click or they understand what you're trying to do and they'll, they'll work with you, you know, but I think that's always very beneficial. I also think that, you know, when you start knowing what kind of brand of shirt you want, 
you know, ask for a few samples, spend a little bit of money and ask for a few samples, maybe ask them if they have samples of some of their shirts and wash the heck out of them just to see, does it, does it, does it, you know, I believe in quality really as important, super important, just like building a sandwich. I believe in quality ingredients on my shirts. So like I love American apparel, but I also love good, a good screen printed shirt. And I don't want something that's going to feel like I, when I touch it, that I feel like I'm wearing this humongous plastic thing on my chest. So I made it a point to like do these things. And I visited like three or four. I mean, I really took my time and I, and I, well, at the end, I, I felt more comfortable using local businesses because I was, I'm also, I'm a small business, so I want to help another small business. A lot of times they're, they're more willing to give you deals. You know, maybe they're willing to give you 24 shirts because I think what happens is a lot of times these brands, when you start opening, coming up with like an idea, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to create this shirt and I'm going to get a gross. I'm going to get 144 of them. Really? Do you really need 144 shirts? You have no idea. You have no idea. I mean, like, Maybe put that shirt on pre-order, see how it sells, and then try to get some of those, like especially if you're doing it. One tip that I was given in the beginning was, you know, like, yeah, a brand shirt, like a brand, like your your name of your brand, yeah, it's great, but don't make that like your your first tea, your first and only tee because that's not what, you know, people want the cool design. So like when I came out, I had like three or four other designs in my mind besides just doing a regular Deli Fresh Threads one because – I wanted people to see this is what my brand's going to be about, you know. So I kind of planned all these things, and and to one of my goals that I've done through the years is, you know, you know, try to figure out a way and pace yourself. Like maybe do instead of you know at least consistently do every quarter. Maybe do two shirts a release, you know, instead of it being like six or seven at one shot. You know, make them smaller, make them smaller, more manageable. So that way you're doing it, and maybe you're maybe you start working the pre-order. Um, or maybe you do, you find an art, you find a, a printer that can do 24 shirts, you know, and like, and then kind of build from there. Like, I, I mean, obviously everyone's got champagne taste with beer budgets when you're starting a brand because you're doing this with your, like, you know, maybe, you know, money that you have on the in a savings or, you know, you've saved some, you know, I, little by little I've done things like I didn't have hem tags before. Now I do, you know, little things like that. And those are things that you build upon and it shows the evolution of your brand. Start small, build up. Because I think something that people underestimate with t-shirt lines or clothing lines or jewelry lines, like anything that you have physical products, uh, the beginning stages are super lean because you have to have inventory. And if you're not moving that inventory right away, I mean, it, it has a cost because that inventory needs to be stored somewhere. It needs to be kept clean. And I mean, it's that's money that you've sent out that you can no longer reinvest back into the business until you sell the inventory. So, you know, those are really solid tips about how you can get started um, if you have a t-shirt line. So something that I want to um, talk about is some of the opportunities that you've created for yourself with Deli Fresh Threads. So I know you do the what's your favorite sandwich, which I feel like I have to ask, what's your favorite sandwich? <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you first the I, so the idea was I realized I had a blog and I needed to do blog posts and there's only so much you can blog about, you know, why you love a sandwich. So I really needed to come up with something that I thought would be a good transitional thing. Um, so I've done little things like my, my, the one I've done consistently has been what's your favorite sandwich where I ask a lot of celebrities and people that I find that are my like people that I enjoy and that I like. And, uh, and I ask them what their favorite sandwich is so that I can then, talk about them, and then also talk about their sandwich. 
Um, for me, my my favorite sandwich is a sandwich actually that doesn't exist anymore. It was done by a food truck in Orlando. Um, the owner actually now owns a restaurant called Pig Floyd's. He's awesome. Um, but the sandwich that was, it was called, it was called the Chimu. And the thing that I loved about it was I called it like a full meal sandwich because it had steak, chicken, an Asian slaw, and then it had mango barbecue sauce with sweet potato fries. And then the, the bread was like a loaf and it was like a loaf bread, but it was, it's a Puerto Rican bread called, um, bang solao, which is kind of like a sweet bread. So it was like everything in one. And it was by far, it's like, my, it's my all time favorite sandwich. I would have it every birthday until they, they, when he sold the food truck, it was from a food truck and it's by far my favorite sandwich. Um, you know, so that's something that I, I've always enjoyed and I love, and it's still my favorite. I, and I, uh, for some reason, I've never tried to recreate it. Um, just because of the fact that it's like, I just feel like I can't ever do it justice. Um, you know, but the other, and then the, the other big thing that I do that I think kind of evolves and stays in the realm of my, of my, of my brand is I do this monthly, um, sandwich eat up. And every month I actually find places that do, um, small businesses and I promote them as well as I expect them to promote me to um, actually tell people, hey, this is where I went. You know, let's come have a sandwich with me. Uh, let's build a form of community. Um, you know, and that's something that I've been doing now for almost three years. I've done my, I've done thirty six of them already. And um, <laughs> I can't believe it's and been thirty six already. I remember I went. I know to- you actually. You went to my yes. first one. You actually went to my first one. And yeah, it's grown and, uh, and it's awesome. I absolutely love it. Um, it's some things that are obviously, I think it still needs to, I'm still evolving it. Um, you know, the difficulty is, you know, obviously the reason I did it was because a lot of people say, okay, well you love sandwiches. Where do you eat a sandwich in Orlando? And so I, a lot of times, instead of me just saying, Hey, let me name some, I just say, Hey, come visit, come eat a sandwich with me. So it's something that I've built you know, and, and it's something that's grown and it's it's gotten a lot of popularity and like I've gotten a lot of exposure from it, which I think is phenomenal. Um, but I, I kind of want to keep building it. It's something that I take a lot of pride in because I tell a lot of these owners, you know, I'm not actually selling my merchandise at these things. I'm actually doing it because I want to build. I want people to see that passion. I want people to see that passion, but I also want people, I want to be able to share a meal with someone and, and like be able to interact with them and communicate with them and, and have that you know, share a meal and, and have them meet other people that love sandwiches too. I mean, I have people that drive, you know, almost close near Lakeland. They're driving in, you know, I have people from DeLand driving in all the way from central Florida. And it's like, it, it take, I, and they, I, they expect me to take, tell them, Hey, this place is good. That's why you're, I'm making, I'm doing the drive to eat a sandwich with you, you know? And so I absolutely love it. It's a, I think it's a great way. Just, it kind of puts my money, I guess my money where my mouth is in the sense that I believe in small business. And, uh, and I want to be able to support small business. And, you know, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that was something that I wanted to remember to have you talk about was the sandwich eat ups. Because, again, another clever, well-branded idea, like you said, it, it works because it's not just self-serving. It allows you to connect with your community. It allows you to make connections with other small business owners. So, again, being resourceful as a small business owner and as a creative person because you can create all types of opportunities and look at the, the networks that you are building by doing these things. So um, I still think that's such a good idea, the sandwich eat up. 
Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And uh, it's something that I, I definitely think that, you know, and I tell a lot of brands, a lot of people that talk to me, I tell them like, okay, what's your brand about? You know, I'm like, is there a cause or something that you're interested in? I mean, try to find something that obviously that you're passionate about. But then like I tell folks, I'm like, if you really are into, it doesn't matter. Let's say if you're into video games or you're into this, I'm like, do a meetup at an arcade or something like that. I'm like, do something that kind of stays in your realm that you can actually do. And you may, and you know, and, and a lot of times I tell folks, and it's kind of that same idea of being small, wanting to be big, you know, and even you starting your podcast, like there, you're, you know, obviously that's, you're going to start out small. I mean, as much as I, I, you know, we all want everyone to be super, I mean, get a lot of, get a lot of people listening and a lot of people watching or a lot of people visiting your site. But a lot of times when you start, you may not, it's going to be discouraging. And we have that, and you, and, and obviously we live in a microwave world where we want immediate uh, gratification and satisfaction. But we are, we, you know, you, you, if you believe in what you, if you love this and you believe in this, and it's and it's your passion, then you got to keep going, you know, and, like and and keep building and going there. I mean, I, I look at, you know, the one person, you know, like I mentioned before, Gary Vaynerchuk and his book Crush It. Like he was doing YouTube videos. And I think he didn't really even hit it big until maybe 200 videos was when people started doing it. I mean, that's 200 videos. You're going to reach, you're going to reach points where you're going to be like, why? Like, I mean, I, and I have it, I still have it. I'm doing this four years. I have like, why do I even write a blog post? Who's actually even reading this? You know? And I'm like, and it's, and it can be very difficult, but you got to find that inner passion of saying, no, I got to keep doing this. This is what I love, you know? And then once you figure that out, you got to kind of go the route of like, Okay, maybe this, maybe what I'm doing is not working. Maybe there's a different outlet or a different medium that I should be using that people care about. Like I'm noticing Instagram is very big because obviously people like food porn and people like the idea of sandwiches and you can use hashtags and there's a little bit more of a, you know, shelf life than you can on Twitter. So things like that, you start looking at how can you find new avenues to promote things or, or for new ways for you to reach people. You know, that's really what you have to do is you got to be creative and you got to be able to, you know, you got to keep hustling. You got to keep finding the way of doing it, you know, and, and getting to reaching those people because you're in the internet. And if you're running a brand, a brand in the internet, you're one of like millions and no one knows who the heck you are and they're just waiting to find you, but you're going to have to find a way to get to them. And that was sage, sage advice from the sandwich master himself. So we're kind of uh, getting towards the end of our time here. So I'd like to finish out with two questions. Um, the first one is a part of the Pimp Your Brilliance Action Challenge. So what are your top three tips for someone who's interested in starting their own clothing line? If you're starting your own clothing line, definitely, definitely, you know, if you have whatever your concept is, you, I definitely recommend a do your research. Are you the only one? And if you're not the only one, how are you going to make it better? What's your niche? You got to find that one thing that makes you stand out and different than everybody else. That's definitely the first, the first tip. Second one is figure out what's important to you. What are the key elements that you can do right now to start do, working towards your brand? And what, and what can you afford when you start going towards that? Because in the beginning, obviously, you may not want to, you know, you may say, hey, listen, I really like this brand of shirt, but I can't afford it. Maybe I'll go a little bit, be- a little bit lower but it's a, just a good quality shirt and I'll get to that next level when I, as I go. You need to figure it, balance that. And then the third thing would be once you know what your brand's going to be about, regardless of what you do, you've got to start socializing, start networking, start finding things that are kind of in the realm of what you're actually passionate about and what your brand's about so that you can then start reaching out. When I started Deli Fresh Threads, before I even had a website, I started a Tumblr 
And all I was doing was posting sandwich stuff all the time. Anything and everything sandwich because, once again, you want people to think of you when they think of certain topics. Like for me, obviously, I want sandwich. So anyone who thinks of a sandwich, I always want them to think of me like, hey, did you see this? Did you see that? That's what you want. But that didn't come overnight. You build that and then you show people that that's what you're passionate and what you're trying to do. Because the other, and I guess my fourth bonus tip is, you know, it's not about always asking for the sale. You know, I know some, it could be pushy. It becomes, it pushes you off where you don't want to, you don't want to deal with them because you're all of a sudden now constantly pushing like, Hey, buy my shirt, buy my shirt. Don't be that person. You know, your friends, your friends are going to buy your first, may buy your first shirt. They may not buy anymore. You know, you like, you may get your first, like, wow, I'm selling like crazy, but it may not happen that way. And it's because you have to build a following. I love, I mean, I have friends that never bought anything from me yet and I don't have a problem with it. Because I get the biggest, I get the biggest like rush when I see people that I've never heard of buy my stuff, you know. So just kind of keep growing and and just focus and constantly work towards that goal. All right, and my final question is about books. I know you mentioned um, "Crush It" by Gary Vee earlier, but what books are you currently reading, or what books have you read that just completely blew your mind? Oh, that's a good one. So I'm right now. I'm reading um, Schmicktastic. Um, vlog like a oh, boss. I love her YouTube. Uh, She's so fun. <laughs> she is. She is super awesome. So I'm reading that one. I have two other books, and for the life of me, I can't remember right now um, what they're called because I got them as gifts. My some of my customers have actually sent me books, thinking that I would appreciate it. I think ones like called Mind on Fire. I think is one of them, and I'll I'll find out what they are and I'll send them to you. Um, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Gary Vee, so I've read you know Jab Jab, Right Hook uh, is a good one as well. So, I mean, those are some of the ones that I've done that I've been reading. I'm trying to get more into trying to figure out what that medium is that works best for me. Um, if it's video, if it's live, maybe doing Facebook live and things like that. So that's one of the reasons why I kind of looked at, you know, vlog like a boss. I also love her videos as well. I actually read um, Jab, Jab, Right Hook because you suggested it like a couple of years ago. So that that is another really good book. The interesting part about it is even though even though you know, media, social media is changed. It keeps changing. The message is basically, you know, the message obviously shows different parameters of different social medias, but at the end of the day, the message is still the same, that it's not about just always asking for the sale. It's about building that communication and that relationship with your, with your followers and the folks uh, in those social medias. Exactly. So, okay. Thank you again, Anthony, for coming on the show and sharing so much good information. So anybody who wants to start any type of a, a clothing line, I mean, he dropped some really great information. So make sure you guys are taking notes. I'll also add um, some of the things he mentioned in the show notes. So make sure you guys check that out. And if listeners want to get in contact with you, how can they find you online, Anthony? So on Instagram, um, Deli Fresh Threads. Um, on Facebook, same thing. You can always go on delifreshthreads.com and on Twitter, I do a lot of, I do tweet a lot. I'm Deli Fresh Threads. The only difference is there's not enough letters. So I'm T H R D S. Um, so no vowels at the end of threads on Deli Fresh Threads on Twitter, but you pretty much can find me on almost anything. Um, I'm quite active on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. So, um, you know, send me a message, send me an email. I love talking about all this. Uh, and if I can help anybody, I mean, I'm all about giving notes or giving information. I think it's, uh, you know, it's important to be able to follow what you believe in. Yay. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate you coming on the show and taking time to talk about pimping your brilliance with the T-shirt based sandwich line. 
Oh, wait, no. Sandwich based t-shirt line. <laughs> so thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And I, and I really am forever grateful for all the, all the times that I would come up to you and I, or I would IM you or message you or call you and just kind of be like, Hey, what do you think of this? Or what do you, you know, and, and get your thoughts. I mean, I think, uh, you definitely, I'm very excited that you're doing something like this. I think, you know, this is, uh, definitely something that you're going to be awesome at because I, you're always about sharing and helping people, you know, achieve that, you know, chasing the stars, uh, idea. And that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Learn more about this show and get access to show notes by visiting keepchasingthestars.com. While you're there, make sure you subscribe for updates. I'll be back next week. And in the meantime, go out there and pimp your brilliance.